Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Karen Haley Case. Karen, good morning. Hi, good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well, Karen. And uh, to start things off, what made you want to jump into the sheriff's race? Well, you know, Joe, I started my police career in 1988. Uh, in 1996, I was promoted to lieutenant, and in 2005, I was promoted to chief over two districts uh, downtown, which is uh, B is in Buffalo and D is in Delta, two very busy districts with about 125 uh, police officers per district and support staff, so in a total over 250 officers. When I retired in 2010, you know, I really missed law enforcement, and I missed that feeling of duty and service. And so I decided that eventually, when Sheriff Howard was going to retire, that I would run for office. So I decided to get out in the public sector, get a lot of management experience, because I think it's really important to have that private sector piece. And I was going to build my management skills until Sheriff Howard decided to retire. In 2013 uh, and in 2017, Sheriff Howard had uh, toured with the idea of of retiring, and I had gone to the... um, uh, the head of the Republican Party, and I asked him if I could run. And both times, um, Sheriff Howard decided to run. So I was told no. I was told no, I couldn't run at that time. Sheriff Howard's going to run. And, um, you know, they, the party didn't want a primary. So both times I sat back and waited and uh, continued building my management skills, uh, running companies, bringing them from the red to the black, handling large budgets in the multi-million dollars, and also overseeing large staffing levels in the six to 800 range of personnel and making sure that clients were satisfied working with community groups. And again, continuing to build my private sector resume so that someday I would have enough skill and a, and a greater skill set, the skill set that the public would like to see in a professional law enforcement person, that I would have those skills and that skill set to go back into law enforcement. Well, when Sheriff Howard decided to retire, I thought, what a great opportunity. I have 10 years of private sector management experience that separates me from all the other candidates. And I have 22 years in law enforcement where I was actually running districts and overseeing districts that are larger than most police departments. And, you know, Joe, I don't know if you realize this, but in our country, you know, 87% of the police departments only have a few dozen officers. So even handling one district in the city at over 125 people, I was handling two which is by far a greater number than most police uh, departments in the country. So my, my love of law enforcement 
And, you know, the duty and service I feel and the satisfaction when I'm helping the community and when I'm standing by law enforcement, that's why I decided to get back into it at this time. Now, looking at the current uh, sheriff's office, uh, is there something, you know, we had all three Democrat uh, candidates on earlier in the show, and they all talk about the issues with the current sheriff's office, the things they'd like to, uh, to be done. Is there anything you think needs addressing in the current sheriff's office? You know, Joe, it's, it's really easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and, and to criticize administrations. And I'm not, I'm not here to do that. You know, I believe that, you know, our current sheriff did the best job he could with the information he had. So what I, what I like to think about regarding the sheriff's office is how do we bring it, you know, up to today's standards? You know, how do, we, how do we make things better to benefit the officers inside the jails, on the road patrols? You know, what do I have? that's going to make it better for them, make it better for the community. And so instead of, you know, instead of being negative about what happens now or what we see in the newspaper, um, I would like to, to go in with a fresh perspective, an out-of-the-box perspective, because I have such a great private sector experience, use the tools that I've learned. You know, I, I know a lot about access control systems, um, and that's how people would move in and out of the jail. I know a lot about camera systems so that I can, you know, work with the, the officers on body cams and camera systems within the jail to make their life easier. I'd like to bring in technology to help them do their job better. You know, all of these things we want to do, you know, and look at their policies and procedures and really upgrade them, look at them, work with the Department of Corrections and work with other jails. I'd like to get out. I'd like to understand why Niagara County and Rochester and Albany and all these other jails and, and, and county jails around our state why they're functioning so well, and why it appears that we're not functioning as well. So I think you can take best practices from other places and put them into use here in Buffalo. Um, and that's not to say that we don't use some best practices. I just think that, you know, all the candidates, uh, regardless of, of Republican or Democrat, we don't have that inside knowledge yet. So it's going to take some evaluation. It's going to take strong leadership. It's going to take reviewing of policies and procedures. But yes, you know, changes are always good and changes can always be made. And I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to do that. You know, looking around this state and looking around the country, you have uh, the calls for defund the police. And in this state, you have bail reform uh, that has been criticized um, just by your opponent. And uh, you see the criticism all around. Uh, What do you think about these, uh, the calls for defund the police and bail reform and how that hinders a uh, law enforcement department? So I will never say defund the police. We'll start with that. Um, I don't believe in defunding the police in any way. I believe the police are the only people that allow us to sleep at night. The police are the only people who keep us safe. And we saw some of some of the destruction um, in what anarchy, anarchy looks like around this country. Um, and, and we don't want that. I don't believe that any person wants their safety to be in jeopardy. And I believe that people want to go to bed and sleep at night. So instead of defunding the police, what we should do is we should fight for more money. We should fight for more funds with our county executives. We should fight for more money with our legislator. And we should get training and proper equipment and updated, um, uh, you know, uniforms and cars. And we shouldn't be working with obsolete equipment. These officers need proper training. The community is evolving every day. But the officer's training isn't evolving at the same pace. So, 
Um, I don't use a lot of the buzzwords that are out there. I believe that a lot of things that are happening in this community, you know, like the opioid crisis, you know, and, and other things that are happening, mental illness, I don't believe those are buzzwords. I believe those are real problems and real issues, and they need to be addressed. So the officers need training to address those things. Um, so I will not ever say defund the police. I'm going to say let's put more money back into our police. As far as bail reform goes, Joe, I got to tell you, I think what has been done in this state with bail reform is absolutely awful. Um, we cannot have this revolving door of criminals. Uh, there's people that have been arrested sometimes two, three, four times in a day that are let out. And what does that do to our safety and to our public safety? You know, the sheriff, the sheriff is a, a law enforcer, you know. The sheriff isn't a lawmaker. So I can't run around and pretend that I'm going to fix bail reform or I'm going to fix the, an opioid crisis. But what I am going to tell you is, you know, I'm going to work hard to work with other leaders and other groups and other sheriffs across this country and try to engage, you know, our politicians who make these rules to change them, to show the numbers, to show the statistics of the revolving door and what is happening in our state and in our communities. Because you know what? I believe very basically that every human being wants to be safe, and that's my job. My job is going to be to keep Erie County safe and to do what I can to, to make that happen. You know, looking at New York State and looking at the strict gun laws or proposed strict gun laws and the New York Safe Act, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on gun restrictions in general? Uh, where do they go too far or where are they too soft? You know, I'm the only candidate of all five that said I will not enforce the Safe Act, Joe. And that's because I believe it to be unconstitutional. You know, currently there's a legislative uh, legislature. Uh, it's in the it's Supreme Court right now. Sorry about that. It's in the Supreme Court now, and it's being reviewed because a lot of uh, states around this country have found that similar laws like our state act are unconstitutional. I do believe that will happen here in our state. <clears throat> you know, gun laws are an interesting thing. Um, you know, a long, long time ago, I made a comment regarding illegal guns, illegal guns that were bought and sold in our in our city that were being shipped in here from Ohio. One of those illegal guns was used to shoot two friends of mine. And, you know, my opponent had taken that out of context, um, saying that I wanted stricter gun laws. I don't want stricter gun laws for good licensed gun owners. What I want is more good guys to have guns. The only way bad guys get stopped with guns are by good guys with guns. So, you know, I'm very much a protector of uh, our Second Amendment. I do not believe the SAFE Act is a constitutional act. I do believe the Supreme Court will review that and throw that out. And you know what? If you want stricter gun laws, I think you need to have those for illegal guns, for people who sell illegal guns to children. When children are shooting children or children are shooting our police officers, we need to fix our system and make those people responsible, not legal gun owners. Legal gun owners are not causing 116% of increase in shootings in the city of Buffalo. That's not what's happening. Those are all illegal guns on the streets. You know, this is when the sheriff's department kind of, uh, you know, where law enforcement and politics come come uh, together. We, we've seen how uh, the county executive comments on Sheriff Howard or vice versa. Uh, if you are put in that position as a Republican, uh, what do you think? How do you think that relationship with the county executive will be? Uh, and is that something that you will work on? You know what? I think that as county leaders, we all have to work together the best we can. Sure, we have differences of opinion, 
But at the end of the day, you know, my job as sheriff in this county is to keep our people safe and free. And so if there's somebody else who's not doing that or who's not looking out for the best interest of our community to keep our community safe, then sure, we're going to have a conflict. <clears throat> but when I go into that office, and hopefully I am elected to this office, and I'm the sheriff in Erie County, I'm going to do my best to work with everyone I can to benefit the ladies and men in blue who are protecting us every day to get them the resources they need and to work with our community. And hopefully, hopefully we see eye to eye on safety. Um, if someone doesn't see eye to eye on safety, yes, I'm going to have a problem with that. But we've got to look at our community and keep them safe. So I'm going to do my best to work with everyone I can work with and, and getting our goals, getting our resources, getting our funding so that we can make the, Erie, uh, the office of the Erie County Sheriff a safer, better office for everyone. Your opponent uh, joined me the last segment and brought up this uh, accusation he made of of something he did in 2008. Is that something you'd like to comment on? Sure. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do so. Number one, I take great offense being called corrupt or incompetent. Neither one of those things are true, and they never have been. Uh, that incident was a long, long time ago, and a friend called and said, hey, I got stopped. I was drunk. And I said, you know, I'm sorry to hear that kind of thing. Um, long story short is she kept telling me she wasn't. So like anybody would give advice, I said, well, if you don't think you're drunk, go get a blood test. Very simple case. That was my entire um, uh, participation in that incident. Yes, there are other people involved. Uh, they didn't tell the truth. They tried to cover it up for her. Uh, that was very sad for them. But I didn't lie. I have great integrity. And I've never, ever tried to cover up anything for anyone. So I take great offense to that because the misinformation campaign of my opponent um, is just that. It's just been a misinformation campaign. So um, we need to put things in context and perspective. If somebody would call uh, a friend and say, I'm not drunk, and that person said, okay, go get a blood test, I don't, I don't believe that is in any way corrupt. <laughs> certainly not incompetent. And I believe that, you know, that is an intentional type of smear campaign. It's just, it's unwarranted in this. You know, when, when I was chosen to be the, um, the candidate for the Republican Party, all the chairmen in every county were asked to vote and the um, executive committee. And the vote was 41 to 2 in my favor. It was overwhelming. The chairman across this county thought I should be the next representative as a sheriff in Erie County. And when the conservative party voted, they voted unanimously for me. So I'm very honored and very proud to have the support of the county chairman across this county, the executive committee for the, uh, for the Republican Party, and the entire conservative party. I'm so honored to have the opportunity to represent, you know, our community. Um, so I feel really good about this race. I feel very strong. I'm supported by, you know, public officials across this county. And, uh, you know, I do believe that at the end of the day, um, I'm the best candidate to run the sheriff's office. All right, Karen, before we let you go, anything you want to address that I did not bring up? Um, no, I, you know what, Joe, I think, uh, I think this is a great opportunity. Um, my apologies that my, uh, my team may have missed an email from you. So thank you so much for letting me on. Um, I want people to remember early voting starts today. And, you know, I would be honored and humbled to have their vote and represent this county as the next sheriff uh, in Erie County. So please get out and vote for me, Karen Healy Case, 
And, uh, and I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you. Well, and Karen, I'm glad you called in and we were able to get all the candidates on and hopefully we'll be talking again soon. Thanks, Joe. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's Karen Healy Case. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.